Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Horror Stands podcast. I'm Matt. Hey, this is Steve. And today we have a very special movie for you, Orphan. Isn't that special? This is great because we have the sequel, Orphan First Kill, hopefully coming out the same week as the week this episode goes out. I think we timed out. it correctly. I think, I think we that did. It should be available soon on uh, Paramount Plus. I, I, think. I, I think I watched it, this on Paramount Plus, and I think they had like a preview for it. So Yeah, I think it is you on can, Paramount Plus. You can watch it for free. Well, kind of. Yeah, we're getting better with the timing of these episodes. I mean, if you listen to Jaws 2 episode... <laughs> our Shark Week episode, which wasn't even planned. No, it just was so coincidental, but it worked out so well. So, yes, we're actually planning these a little bit better now. It's Orphan Week. It's, it's, it is Orphan Week, as I once was. But, yeah, we have <laughs> we have the sequel coming out where did, you don't watch trailers, right? I have not seen the trailer. Okay. For just because I remember, kill. like, like the filmmakers while making it, because they have the same actress... Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're we're gonna do all these camera tricks and this and that because obviously the actress is like twenty five now, mm-hmm. and she's but it's a prequel, so we're gonna make her look younger with all these things. And people watch the trailer and we're like, they're like, yeah, she's she's like twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she looks old. Like I think like you could tell like they used like a lot of like soft focus lighting though, mm-hmm. and um. I mean, I guess it's better than doing that shitty CGI like they did in It Chapter 2. So I guess, you know, she can be a 25-year-old orphan. <laughs> so Which she Well, she's a 33-year-old. Yeah, she, she may be a 25-year-old orphan in <laughs> in Orphan First Kill. Who, who are we to say? <laughs> I guess we will see this week <laughs> when the movie comes out. But, yeah, but you... I'm not mistaken, you've actually have seen this. Yes, this is one of the very few, if not the first, I think, movie we've done on this podcast where I've actually seen it. So what made you randomly see this, and when did you see this? Was it at at 2009? It was definitely not in theaters. It was probably still too much of a wimp to see this. Was this a Netflix rental? Did this arrive to your door? (laughs) No, not a Netflix rental. It was absolutely one of those movies that just happened to be on TV, and I would just catch it every now and then. Watch bits and pieces. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Because as I was going through this a second time now, uh, I'd watch it and be like, oh, I don't remember this being that graphic. Because they obviously couldn't show some of the more like graphic scenes on TV. Right. You got to see the fun stuff now. Now, yeah. now that you're an adult. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think, and I honestly think I appreciated it that much more seeing it now. Because there's a lot of stuff that probably, okay, yeah, I was like 18, 19, 20 seeing this on TV. And I think there was still stuff then that kind of flew over my head. But like, being a little older now, I really got a grasp of everything that was going on, you know, between... There's some fucked up shit in this. Yeah. And, like I said, you know, being younger, over my head. Now, it's, it really amps up the movie a little bit. Yeah. I think... I've probably seen this, like, two or three times. This definitely isn't a movie I go back to mm-hmm. often. Because but I do hours. like it. <laughs> it. It's not two hours. It's two hours and three minutes. Yes, that's right. Which seems a little aggressive for a movie about a killer orphan. You know what I mean? Like, I could have done, like, an hour 45 would have been cute. Um. Yeah, I, when I was trying to plan out my week and when I was going to watch this, <laughs> I was, I, you know, the runtime for the movies we've had, you know, hour and a half has been probably around the average. So I get what, I get so relieved when I look at it and it's an hour. And a half. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, you know, this is probably gonna be an hour and a half. And I said, two hours. Like, We're doing well, the Doctor wait, Sleep director's cut next uh, week. Are uh, you? I thought this was. <laughs> the you have three cut hours. <laughs> I was thinking like, what the heck? I was like, oh, but maybe it is really two hours. I don't know. I I, I think this director TV. likes a long movie because this is. Hwame Kalatsera. Do you remember this filmmaker from another episode we covered? Oh, you're going to hate me. From our early, early days. Early, early days. House of Wax. Oh, oh my God. Because that was also 
for a slasher movie too was a little on the long side. Mm-hmm. So he's not scared of a long runtime. He likes to really you know, stretch things out a little. <laughs> but I do, I do like this movie. I think it's good. Agreed. I love. Um, oh, Esther's and shout out to our friend Elisa who said do this fucking episode basically. Yeah, she she's like, you know, the new one's coming out, right? And we're like, uh, oh, is it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you should do that one. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So you just go, okay. Idea. <laughs> and she was right. <laughs> she so, was right. So we'll you're, give her that. you're welcome, Melissa. So this is shout out to you. <laughs> uh, but yes, I I loved uh, Esther's actress's performance. Her name? Isabel Furman. Isabel Furman. Who- She's great in this. Yeah. I, I, I'm so professional here. I was going to look up how old she actually was when making this. I feel like it was probably older than what well, not what her character actually is, but mm-hmm. what she looks like. Um, maybe like fifteen, mm-hmm. sixteen, maybe even you know, because there's some kind of adult stuff here. So I would hope she was a little older, a little older to digest Although there's, what's going on, you right? Know, for just an actress, you know, child, and especially child with uh, how she performed it, she did such a good job. You know, Esther's an icon. Esther is is great, and I love. Uh, Elizabeth Warren here. <laughs> Vera, Vera Farmiga. I, lo- I love Vera Farmiga. I feel like she's the kind of actress I've never, even if she's in a piece of shit movie, she's always good. Yeah, she always brings uh, her A game. And, and, and many actors and actresses do, but I always just love her performance. It's always really good. She was great on Bates Motel, too. She's good Bates, show. Bates Motel? You know about Bates Motel? I've heard of it. I've never watched yeah. it. Yeah. It, it had its weak moments but um you know the weed plot line i don't know why that's in a bates motel show but um the whole it was like breaking bad or something i'm like well i just want to hear about norman bates and his mom but pinkman but no she's always good and she's good here and her sister's an actress too right her sister tessa farmiga i believe she was an american horror story which we love do you love it? I hope Crickets. You love it. No. I hope you love it. I love the first three seasons. Coven then, is, I think, the third one. So yes, that counts. <laughs> yes, Coven. I love me some Coven. Yeah, that's that's where it can't be good fun, there. and then yeah. it's just been downhill from there. And I always give it a chance for some reason. I'm like, maybe this season, and it usually starts off okay, and then as most Ryan Murphy shows, you, s- steep, steady. Downhill. You didn't like Hotel with Lady no, Gaga? I did not. Oh, I, did I, you actually did? Are you being sarcastic? No, I like that. I like that. It was, that was pretty solid. No comment. I, li- I liked it. I'll say I liked it. It's it's been a minute since I've seen the whole thing through. Maybe we'll have maybe we'll have to do an American Horror Story. Uh, who are you series gonna, on our like anybody want to OnlyFans? Any, who wants to host with Matt for those episodes? <laughs> uh, the first these three seasons were great. I think Asylum was the best season, though. See, I also see. I liked Carnival. Oh, Asylum! Oh, yes. Th- God. Th- wait, Freak Show. Wait, hold on, no, Freak Show. No, hold on, hold on. Car- or um, Asylum. Hands down, my favorite. I'm not gonna argue that Asylum at all. Asylum. Asylum is my favorite. Is the best. And then Murder House over. Then Coven. I like Murder House. Even though Coven, it it became a hot mess towards the end. Yeah. It was just very can't be bitchy which is why i liked it but emma roberts being a bitch is always a good time see is it jessica lang yes the lead oh see, you know people yep <laughs> I, I know a thing or two <laughs> not kevin bacon though no who, who, kevin who, who? <laughs> kevin omelet <laughs> no jessica lang's performance in freak show i just loved how she she got her chance to sing that's why i really really like freak the show. random singing things well she's singing yeah. a um Asylum too. They had that musical number. Yeah. Was that too much for you? That, no, that was just like I don't know. She really had her moment in Freak Show. I know she did and a the, cover of a Lana Del Rey song. Did she really? Yeah, Gods and, and Monsters. And, and um, the clown, the sad, tragic clown in Freak Show. Oh, no, that they, yeah, that clown that they set up to be this great character, and then he kind of just went away. It was so sad. His story though. 
This is the American Horror Story podcast. Oh, yes, we need to get we need to get back onto our uh, orphan here before. Uh, Tell us your ranking before Lisa hates us. <laughs> do, do you stand hotel as much as Matthew? Yeah, we. You know, Lisa, we wanted to shout out Orphan for you, but we just talked this is about an American Horror to Story. Talk about how do we even get to here? We we're talking about Tessa, Tessa Farmiga, because yeah, she was in the Nun, the Nun, which sucked. But people thought it was weird because it's part of the Conjuring universe, which mm-hmm. obviously Vera's in yes. as Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. So people are like, "Is it going to turn out? Is it going to turn out that she's her sister and it's connected because they are sisters in real mm-hmm. life?" That would make sense. No, it'd be pretty cool. It would have been cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity. Maybe in um the Nun Two, which I guess they are making. So maybe it'll be like Annabelle though, because Annabelle people thought sucked. Did did they? And then they then they made Annabelle two, and people were like, "Oh wow, this is actually pretty good." So maybe it'll be like that. They course corrected. Is basically. there an Annabelle three too though? There is. Annabelle comes home. See, Annabelle comes home is when they're at the house of. It's the babysitter. The babysitter. at the house, and it's just they're just stuck there. And the Warrens were in, in it briefly. It was their house. Yes. Oh, and then the second one is like. Leading up to the first one. It's like a prequel, right? It's a prequel. Yes. Okay, I remember the second yes. one. Okay. Yeah, I got, I got there. It's, the Conjuring universe is very, very complicated. Yes. But Tessa and Vera are not sisters in that universe, even though that seems like be a given. But but I thought they killed the nun in the Conjuring 2 because they Do had... Do they ever stay dead, though? But they... <laughs> In in the Conjuring universe, their theory was like, oh, if we say the name of spoilers. Oh wait, no, no, she couldn't have died because she was in the Conjuring two, which is after. That's oh, so the nun two will be in between. I have no clue maybe. what the nun's gonna be about, honestly. Two. But but if yes, no, nun, I, nun nun two, the nun two nun harder. <laughs> I see. I see what you're saying now. The Nun Two could take place in between the Nun and Conjuring Two, essentially. I I don't know what they're gonna do. I just hope it's a better movie because that shit was boring. Conjuring Two. We should. Should we do a Conjuring Universe I ranking? I love the Conjuring Two. No, I'm saying the Nun was shit. Oh, the Nun. Oh, the Conjuring Two was fine. Okay. I think I like the first one slightly better, mm-hmm. but you know. Conjuring start. 2 was a little too long, too. It's been a minute since I've seen both of them. But I remember enjoying them. But yes, I do remember also. But back to 2009. <laughs> Orphan. We're going to circle back to uh, Orphan, which I also had to double check when I looked this up because I at first Googled The Orphan and then realized that was a completely Is there a The Orphan? Yeah, there's a The Orphan. Not to be confused with The Orphanage, which is great. Oh, is that another horror movie? Yeah, it's really good. Ooh, maybe we'll do uh, that next week. <laughs> that's next week. <laughs> That'd be weird. Orphan, episode 18, episode 19, The Orphanage. It's a whole month of orphans. And then Orphan First Kill. <laughs> um, But yeah, this, yeah, that's a good movie. People seem to really like it, like the public. I think it only had like a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, so yeah, Rotten Tomatoes a bit mixed. Was not, was almost not fresh and almost got there. If we ever get added to the Rotten Tomatoes critics, we could get bump it up, <laughs> bump it up to a sixty-one, sixty-two. Fresh. We'll get you certified <laughs> orphan. But I like the logos at the beginning because you know me, I stand a logo where they mess with it, and it's like the glowy neon, which makes sense later on in the movie. I saw that. Well, I saw very that. fun. Nice little Warner games. Brothers and ooh. Warner Brothers might be in the news right now. We'll just say that. Oh, no. Did you see that Batgirl news? Oh, it canceled, right? Or yeah. No, hold on, hold on. It was, um, they wanted to go through with it, but then they just pulled the it's, rug? It's going to be a tax write-off. That's why they're not releasing it. Tax write-off? Yes. A $90 million movie that is pretty much done. Michael Keaton's in it, back as Batman. And they're just like, the new head in charge of Warner Brothers just... Like, no. Holy cow. I want to see Batgirl. I would see Batgirl. Justice for release the Batgirl cut. <laughs> I, it's the Snyder cut. But I feel bad for... Now Now we're on another tangent. Um, okay. I just feel bad. Like, all the filmmakers, you know, the actress too, like this up-and-coming actress, like, you know, they're so excited. Yeah. And then just get it, like, taken away from you. And it's, like, there. Just release it on streaming. Yeah, that's horrible. 
Uh, I did see one tweet from some Marvel people, directors. They were like they were support. in support. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really really big about. Yeah, these up and coming directors too. Like I, they did um, the last Bad Boys movie, mm-hmm. which I mean it's not my thing, but it did very well. It's supposed to be good. Yeah. And now you know their movie just gets. You know, you did all this for nothing, basically. Yeah, that just that's not good. Uh, Justice for Batgirl. Not what you, not what you want to see in the film industry. But back when Warner Brothers was good, <laughs> and released classic cinema like Orphan, <laughs> um, we get this dream sequence. This freaks me out. It's very like it's kind of reminded me of like what a Nightmare on Elm Street remake wanted to do, mm-hmm. but good like <laughs> it gave me those vibes like it, it would accomplished it right like it like an updated nightmare scene almost like you get like that blood trail where they're wheeling her and you just see the like the blood and the lights are like like there's these weird like light strobe effects which are cool and everything it i love how the blood just contrasts with it. everything's so clean and white and then you have there's like this, this glow to the scenes too you know mm-hmm. something's off yeah it kind of reminded me of the cinematography here we go my reference my skin <laughs> it usually seems to be a scream for reference what is it this time? The like that weird filter that's on screen for. Oh, okay. Like it kind of reminded me of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it makes sense here because it's a dream sequence mm-hmm. and not just a movie. Um, yeah, I was definitely thrown off at first. I was like, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen this, and I wasn't sure. Like, oh, is this really happening? It's a little like, over the top too, but I in a good way. Yeah, for me. it's like a little campy. And then I, then I get in there, I'm like, there's no way this is really happening. <laughs> like I like the the nurse. She's like, she's like, I'm sorry, you're be. Sorry about the baby, you know mm-hmm. it's it's gone. She's like, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> but she wakes up. It was a dream. So clearly, she lost a kid. Yeah, this is a good introduction into some trauma that Kate has had in the past. Oh, was her name Kate? Mm-hmm. I just call her Vera all the time. <laughs> we can call her Vera. Aloe Vera. <laughs> um, can I have a rude? Ask you a rude question. What's that? <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled already. Uh oh. So she wa- wants another kid, right? Uh, but yeah, she has two. So. Mm-hmm. Isn't that enough? <laughs> 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 well, because one's deaf. So that's partially like half a kid. <laughs> deaf. That's half a kid, and the other one's an asshole. So yeah. maybe she just wants one that's normal. Oh my god! Steve's no, the, the deaf kid is very adorable. We um, love the deaf Mac. We Chuck, stand, Max. and I wanted to look this up too. See, I'm st- we're truly professional here. All the research we do before the episode. If she actually was deaf, yes, I want to say yes. You think she was? I think she was because if they made this now and she wasn't, it'd be bad. <laughs> not a good look. Because there, ha- oh, um, Quiet Place. The, she was the actually yes, actually deaf. yeah, right. And yeah. she was great in that movie. Yep. But yeah, we know there's. You know, obviously some trauma. She's in therapy in a basement. I don't know why in these thrillers they're always in a basement. Like, what lies beneath? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I really like that they show our main girl in therapy. really humanizes her and kind of makes you sympathize with her. And I like seeing a character that's vulnerable. You know, she, she was very likable and obviously not like a perfect person, which, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times makes it better because yeah. she isn't. Right. I guess you would say <laughs> scream five. <laughs> a Mary Sue, you know, um, you know, she's got some layers to her. Mm-hmm. Although I was a little confused. Maybe I missed this. What actually happened with her like in the pond? Right. So they I guess Esther eventually ends up finding the journal and reads through it and kind of tells us uh, where Kate was supposed to be watching Max by the pond and was failed, happened to be drinking and Max falls into the pond and she has some uh, hearing damage where she, Oh, that's, Oh, okay. Which because she wasn't, they say she wasn't born with it. Yep. Which if I totally missed that. Thank God you're here. If anyone's seen It's a Wonderful Life, it's a very similar thing. Okay, I take it back. Kate's the worst. Uh, but is, doesn't she let her play near the pond later? Like, it's no big deal. Like, I would be like, um. She, she ends up flipping out on 
uh, Esther and Max because they are playing so close to the pond. Maybe they should put a barrier around her. Clearly, they can freaking afford it. I mean, it's right. The pond is right freaking there. Or maybe if she wasn't oh, just drinking all the time. House. This is a beautiful house. This house is beautiful. It looks, I love this setup. It's very when a stranger calls uh, the remake. What does the father do? Do they say? I know Kate's a retired piano teacher, <laughs> which can't pay that much. Well, Although I guess she teaches people in Yale and stuff. But. She she was a professor at Yale mm-hmm. until she got cut. So and that's money. And I don't know if they ever say what the husband he does. He just cheats all day. He cheats all day. And then at one point, he mentions to Esther, do you want to come draw with me? So I don't know no. if he has some sort artist. of like artist or architecture or something uh, like that. Architecture. They could have clarified that more because that house is something. Looks beautiful house. I like, I like those stairs. Although they kind of also scare me because I feel like I could very easily trip on them. That's another child safety hazard. These parents suck. <laughs> like, there's please the, take the kids away. Like, if you haven't seen this movie, there are the stairs that you can like see through each step. Like, it's not like a solid like staircase, staircase. And that's what kind of makes me a little nervous. Right, and Kate's drinking all the time. Like, you don't want to trip down those stairs. <laughs> yeah, like it's more of a hazard for Kate than the kids, really. At this <laughs> right. Point. So yes, they're. Uh, we have Kate and John. They're grieving over um, this loss of their child. They're selfish. They want another kid. They're like, you know, these two kids aren't great. We want we want a third. And they go to this orphanage, and they find Esther. And it's a little weird interaction with John and Esther. They're kind of alone. John just wanders off by himself in this orphanage. Probably hitting on a nun. Little, little sus, John. <laughs> uh, and then they, we have the, the nun there. Okay, there's this actress. Like, she's a great actress. She just pops up in random things, like Demonite, which I can't wait to cover. Iconic. Um, but I, I still don't know how to say her name. It's literally, her first name is CCH. Racist. <laughs> no. <laughs> Canceled in t- two times Canceled. in, like, five minutes. <laughs> New record. Um, CCH Pounder. Kind of like a porn name, too. <laughs> but how do you say the, the first name? Like, it's almost like I don't want to know because I've gone all these years wondering. So don't tell me, people. I don't want to know. Leave it to mystery. But she's a great actress. She just pops up randomly and all the time and things. But, yeah, her and Kate kind of hit it off, right? Yeah, everyone seems to buy She seems like well. a sweet girl, mm-hmm. young girl. Mm-hmm. It seems it. <laughs> Looks can be deceiving. And this is so weird to me, this whole scene where just they 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 meet Esther and then they immediately cut to bring her home. Like it's like they're going to the pound. <laughs> it's it's that quick. You just take the kid. We'll have like, that one. Like it did it. Yeah, it's the same day, right? Yeah, it, that's what it's that's what the movie makes it appear to be. I don't even think it was that quick in the movie Problem Child. <laughs> have you ever seen Problem Child? I'm not. Like, I think it might have been at least a couple days. This movie's unrealistic. Like, I would have liked a little wait period in between, you know, just the initial meet and the pickup. But we really didn't need this movie to be any longer, though. So that, that's true. <laughs> and of course, there's um a treehouse was also prominent in the movie The Good Son. Have you ever seen The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin? I've seen The Good Son. Or it was like him, Macaulay, you know, you know Macaulay Culkin mm-hmm. from Home Alone. It was like yep. him being bad. Like that was the whole like um, trope. No, the the hook of the movie was see him be bad and mm-hmm. like you know say fuck you to people and mm-hmm. like. But there was like a treehouse and almost murder like in this movie. <laughs> um, and Chekhov's Pond also, of course, which will be play a big role in the end of the movie maybe. I did like how all the guys went to the treehouse and were like, you gotta go to this page and change your life when they open up the Playboys. <laughs> yeah. That was that was so very... funny. Oh. And I love that the kind of little things they throw in there to you know, it's it's a psychological horror, but it's also it has its light moments, which is which was nice to see. It does. I don't think this movie's like super super serious necessarily yeah. like i think it's i find it a little campy but not too much for me i what watching through this i just tried to put myself in you know kate's shoes the whole time and just oh 
the agony she, she must have gone through. Or uh, Vera's. No, she makes you feel for her, and it's definitely one of those movies where, as it progresses, you just get more and more frustrated, though, mm-hmm. because, oh, I don't know. Do I want to talk about this now? It's so annoying. Start it now. Yeah, start it now. What's his name? What's the husband's John. name? John. John is like, um, what's his face in Watcher? No, he's like, what's his face in Watcher, but even worse. <laughs> I'm like, are you, this guy... I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, you have this new girl come into your life. All this shit starts happening, and you're not going to put two and two together. Guys are stupid. Like, at least the guy in Watcher believed her for a couple scenes, you know? And then he's like, oh, I went over there. No, nothing's wrong. Right. <laughs> like, fuck you, John. <laughs> John definitely could have made better choices, <laughs> as we'll find out. Oh, John. And we get a, the... The son, he's not very welcoming to Esther. Oh, Daniel! He drops little, the R word. He's a, a couple psycho. times, several times. <laughs> yeah, and this kid, oh my god! Like, I mean, I get it's hard to have a new person enter your life, a new mm-hmm. quote unquote sister, but he could have been a little nicer to Esther, a little more accepting. He didn't know what she was all about. He deserved to almost get his little pecker cut off. <laughs> and he didn't know what to do with it there's this uh this scene that comes up with uh esther and and max and daniel where uh daniel's outside with his paintball gun he's shooting and then he sees a pigeon and he shoots a pigeon with the paintball gun and then the three of them are just all standing over it and then esther is the one to say look you need to put it out of its misery you're just gonna starve to death if you don't and Daniel is just saying, no, like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I can't do that. I agree with Esther here, though. Yeah, I like, 1,000% on board with Esther. Esther's not so bad. In this scene, no. <laughs> like, when people, like, hit an animal, and it's just, like, sitting there, like, dying. Just, you got to do, at that point... I mean, it's kind of your fault, kind of the animal's mm-hmm. fault, too. Like, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, Smash it with a rock. This was definitely Daniel's Just fault. Just don't fuck it up. Like, hit him, <laughs> hit him real good. <laughs> like, I, I'm not saying I could ever do this to an animal. It would be hard I to do, but I also don't know if I could sit there and let it, watch it suffer. I it, might feel worse. If I had someone there telling me, like, look, you need to put it, do put it. it out of its you misery. You can do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like Rob Schneider in those comedies. Or that, <laughs> or the Shia LaBeouf gif I see all the time. <laughs> Like I think I could do it then, but if it was just me on my own, I, oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could. It'd be tough, you know. It's an insult animal. I believe in you, Matt. No thanks. I'll, I'll keep that in mind if I, if I do anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> You're welcome. But I love how like manipulative Esther is. Like when they're at the the park and she notices um, John, our boy John, like flirting with that woman and mm-hmm. like her, just her facial expression. She's like. Hmm, I'm going to put this in my back pocket for later. <laughs> She's writing it down in a notebook. She's got it all in her head. And we'll get this little cunt. Um, excuse <laughs> me. She was. She was bullying Esther at the school, wasn't she? She was. She was horrible she was little, to her. Like, she made her drop her Bible thing or whatever, Made her drop right? her Bible. She was, like, pulling at her, like, choker that she has on she was being horrible. oh and that scene in the school like after that like she's like screaming and there's like this weird shot where the camera's like fixed on her and it's like mm-hmm. shaking it's like you know before you go to work or something like, <laughs> relatable <laughs> waking up for work ah. uh, it's very traumatic esther i feel that esther you're on something but she's like gonna fuck up this bully and i like the scene like the like, it goes on and on, like, this little girl, like, walking around this, like, creepy-ass playground thing. Like, I almost was, like, out of a slasher. I, mean, I, was, I was, like, expecting her to be like, hello? Is anybody there? You know? <laughs> like, one of those. But she she got estered. She got what was coming to her, really, I mean, I mean, I didn't feel that bad. No. Don't I'm, be a bully, and you won't get bullied back, right? Exactly. Esther just pushes her off. Of uh, maybe like the second story of the playground here. She sounded like she died. No, she's, she's gonna be in a cast for a month or two. Yeah, she broke her knee or leg or something, and she'll be fine. But this is where Max really starts coming through for Esther at this point. 
because the parents get worse. Half a child max. <laughs> half, half, half kid max. Uh, the parents get word from the bully's parents that Esther may or may not have pushed the bully word off. Word on the street. Yeah. And they they go and ask Max, and it's like, no, she fell. She slipped. She becomes her, like, accomplice. Yeah. Like, you know, even though she doesn't really want to. So, yeah. I think, at, uh, to me, I felt like at, at first this point, she... she's on board with it. Because, like, to Max, this is her sister. This is her older sister that she's a she, Max is much more And the brother's vulnerable. a shitty brother, so. This dinner scene, this brother. Iconic. He is such a dick. He's like, why does she talk like that, right? Like, just talk normal. Yeah. The kid, the kids make fun. I do like the dad's line, the only good John moment when he's like, my friends make fun of me because of how she is. And he's like, well, maybe you need different friends. Not, <laughs> he's not wrong. Really not, though. Because he's making fun of the way she eats, too, because she's got her I mean, that's not her fault. She might be a serial killer, but it's not her fault that she's from as he would say, Transylvania, <laughs> um, which is part of Romania, but it's pretty epic though. When he's like, she's not my fucking sister. Yeah. That, Mic drop. Yeah. That, that was uncalled for. It's always entertaining when a kid drops an F bomb though. <laughs> we need more of it and, and child death. <laughs> then I think, um, the nun, the woman's name who I can't say, CCH, call her. CCH Pounder, also porn star sometimes. <laughs> CCH <Pounder. laughs> On the side. <laughs> Check out her OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> she basically calls Kate, our girl Kate, and is like, oh, by the way, you know, there seems to be a pattern with weird stuff happening with Esther. And this is not going to be relevant to you matt because i doubt you've seen this iconic movie death becomes her but there's a scene if you guys have seen this you know it's when meryl streep goes now a warning like <laughs> you know like now she's gonna tell her all this shit yeah. but okay um go thanks thanks none thanks for the heads up pounder <laughs> oh what about the scene where we have uh john and kate Plus eight, getting a little frisky. Uh, oh, that's true. <laughs> They're in, getting really, in the really f- extremely frisky in the kitchen. Yeah, and then Esther just happens to see them. When she getting... was because she wanted to see what John was packing. Maybe. Uh, no, she was. Oh, she, she wants was, that. She's looking at she all that. She wants that. She wants her dad's D. <laughs> but then, like a responsible mother, Kate. Goes and tries to talk to Esther. Oh yes, this is so good. And she's trying, she's like telling her, you know, like sometimes there's, you know, when adults love each other, or just want to have some fun, um, they do certain things that kids should never see. And then Esther's best line <laughs> reply is, "I know." They fuck. <laughs> Esther's been new. Es- Esther knows what's up. She's she's woke. It's so good. <laughs> and Kate is just so taken back. I mean, yeah. Imagine having a... How old do we... Th- nine, is it? How old do we think Esther is? Um, Young. Ten? ten? Too young to be mm-hmm. able to say... To your mother, I know they fuck. Right. It's it's concerning. Yeah. <laughs> and the dad's just like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Typical John. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make a big deal out of it, Kate. <laughs> Have you gotten into the wine again? Classic Kate. <laughs> Classic Kate. This, um, the one scene that I really kind of felt for Kate was where, uh, she is just walking around the house. And here's Esther playing the piano beautifully. And Kate feels like she's been kind of lied to. Because initially, Esther was so thrilled that the piano was there. Oh, my God, you have a piano. Right. And she's playing some 
I forgot what it was, but I, some famous yeah. piano song, like a pro. She's yeah. blindfolded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> playing and this. then Kate just feels so just like, you didn't tell me you played. And uh, Esther says, like, no, I wanted. She's like, play. she's like, I know you're half a child can't. And, <laughs> you know, Max or who's the son? I don't Dan. Know. Dan. Yeah, he, has he, no he has no music. interest. So. Yes. <laughs> She she has some hard digs here. Like she kind of she comes for Kate a lot. She, like it's like shady. It's very aggressive, and I love it. <laughs> it's what makes the movie. It's entertaining. Know? Yeah, and she pulls a gun on sweet little Max. Yeah, Russian roulette. She's got uh, one in the chamber, and you want to play. <laughs> it's like what? What's Max gonna say? You got a gun at your head, Max is. Younger than Esther, supposedly. But then I, she, it gets even worse. She takes Max on a little field trip to uh, oh. go see the nun. Um, <laughs> Not Valdeck. <laughs> no. Um, like she pushes her in, into the road so the car swerves mm-hmm. or, you know, thank God the car swerved. And then the nun gets Esthered with a hammer. That was that was brutal. It's brutal. I could have done. I didn't. I hate this. Not just towards this movie. The CGI blood. It's like annoying. Just use real blood. Thanks. I know. It's not as. <laughs> We're in a it, blood shortage right now, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I forgive it then. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like you have this little girl, or so we think, and just annihilating this nun. So that's something. That was graphic. And I can't remember if this is before or after where. Uh, Esther straight up tells Max, like, you're my sister. I would never do anything to hurt you. She's just, she's so manipulative. Because yes. you know she doesn't really give a shit. No, she, she just wants that daddy D. Does. <laughs> All this. And Max has to witness this murder, too. Like, this kid is going to be traumatized. First, she had, you know, the pond incident, you know, because well, of Kate. And the then cake. she has to watch a nun get, you know, hammered to death. <laughs> Sounds not great. No. And not only that, but then, yeah, like you said, Esther has her help remove the body and all this, and she goes along with it. It seems like a big, you know, uh, I don't know if they'd be able to carry that body, but okay. Seems like I would tell an adult. Esther's got the strength of a 33-year-old. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> I would tell an adult about this. I don't care how deaf I was. <laughs> right? Um, but we get another scene that I think is... Um, kind of iconic where she threatens uh dan in bed with oh. the box cutter which i hinted at earlier mm-hmm. what does she exactly say like i'll i'll cut your little prick off before you even know what to do with it <laughs> or something like that <laughs> a little harsh stretch um and he pees himself yep i didn't feel all that bad though he was an asshole yeah he's kind of a dick like okay like she just threatened him she didn't do it yeah i mean That's yeah fine. She might, she may or may not be a psycho, but he maybe didn't. Maybe she's re- just misunderstood. Yeah, maybe if they. Maybe were that's all, what the prequel will get into more. Maybe if they were all welcoming, you know. <laughs> right? Kate could have been more welcoming. She should have been like, oh, you're great at the piano. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's also this thing of like, they keep bringing up like bringing her to the dentist and she doesn't want to go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. Oh, so did you remember what happens later? Like the twist, the twist, yes. Oh, okay. Specifically about the dentist, no. But I did remember the twist okay. for this movie. I like how, too, we have this. Uh, you know, we have we had our intro scene where Kate is talking with her therapist, and then they're trying to figure out what to do with Esther, and they and then you know Kate burn the bitch. Kate decides we're gonna burn her on the stake. Uh, no, they're gonna. <laughs> They're going to go to a therapy session. Kate's going to go to, uh, or uh, Kate's going to bring Esther to talk to Kate's therapist. Esther's going to have her own one-on-one session. And then they're going to talk about, Kate and John are going to talk about what happened in that session afterwards. And it goes, this goes well for Kate. This goes terribly for Kate. Because (laughs) Esther is just able to completely manipulate the therapist into thinking, that Kate is the problem the whole time, and I just love how that creates so much, so many more problems for Kate. 
it's so frustrating. Yes. Though. Um, but they do a good job of making you feel for her for sure. Yeah, it's just it's just more build up of the the angst that Kate is feeling right now. And we also get during this whole shrink scene, we get Esther freaking out in the bathroom and like punching the walls and kicking mm-hmm. the walls. And I think this was an homage to the hand that rocks the cradle. Very, very similar scene. Another iconic movie. Um, so just where we see like the black light too, I think coming up, which is like strong imagery in this movie. Um, I think it's even like on the posters for the new one. So, ooh, okay, more black light to come. I guess she likes her black light art. You know what would have been cool too is to see. So, when we're first introduced to Esther, she has her paintings. Uh, seeing some of those against the credits, mm. which we I, I don't know if you did you watch the credits at all. No. I mean, I already sat there for two hours. What else did you want from me? Um, Were you waiting for a post-credit scene? Well, like, no. So I'll be honest. Normally, once the movie's done, I just like, okay, I'm done. They did look cool from what I could see, though. Yeah, it's like it is some cool imagery, and I was hoping for. So what they they do is they they scroll uh, and they go through some of Esther's paintings that she did, and they show a black light on them, which we find out later on. You know shows the true intention of her paintings and i was hoping to see some of her original paintings that we saw her drawing in the orphanage like the one painting her and john bonded over um was a story about a lioness and her cubs and finding them and mm-hmm. i think it would have been really cool to see maybe maybe it wasn't an end credit scene and i missed it um but to see the the black light with that painting like, what was the deeper meaning behind That's that? That's in a deleted scene, but the movie would have been even longer. The movie would have been six hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get the classic, always in these movies, Google search. Kate starts investigating. It made me laugh when she typed in, children who kill, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, but this is, yeah, I kind of started to feel, like, the pacing here. I'm like, all right, let's... Let's go. And the husband still being annoying, still not. Like, if we had Justin Long in here from Drag Me to Hell, oh, he, this movie would have well, this would have been a short movie. Or John Cusack. I'd take John Cusack in here. John Cusack would not stand for any of this. <laughs> no. And here's where we really get to see Esther start to screw with Kate. And it is great. Oh, the flowers? The fl- we ha- oh, we, I yeah. hate it so much. Oh. We see Esther picking the roses from uh, the the grave they have dug for. Uh, or the it's like in their little garden green, greenhouse thing. area. Yeah, for uh, their miscarriage uh, baby who they named Jessica. And Esther picks these roses and gives them to Kate. She was just trying to be nice. Be- and John had told Kate or uh, told Esther, you should do something nice for your mother. See, again, it's John's fault. John's fault. So Esther gives the roses to Kate. Kate flips out on Esther, grabs her by the arm, and Esther starts screaming, making Kate look all that much more crazy. She she knows how to press her buttons. And, And I thought this was genius. And then after that, Esther goes downstairs purposefully breaks her arm in you almost gotta respect it yeah that was just genius like she did what she had to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then later that night starts screaming for her dad takes her to the hospital finds out the arm's broken making kate look all that more crazy i thought that that was great it's very very clever of astra to which that leads kate to go out Buy some alcohol, and I love this moment of tension. This has. reminded me of Watcher, though, with the cig- how in Watcher she yes. had the cigarettes, and here it's the alcohol yes. to show the mental state. Watcher stole this, <laughs> yes. But she, yeah, so she buys the bottle of wine, and she's like very defensive. She pours like, it. She pours. No, but she's at the counter at the yeah. gas sta- or at the alcohol store. 
like she's like i'm having company or something oh. i'm like mm-hmm. you only have two bottles like i go up to the counter and have four like well, how much are they judging me <laughs> <laughs> don't like, worry don't worry kate you could buy around here no one you're all good kate <laughs> but you're absolutely right that oh i never even thought of it like that that scene with watcher with a cigarette the parallels yeah. we have the bad husbands mm-hmm. and the cigarette or the alcohol showing the mental state. So really, Watcher is just a ripoff of Orphan. Yeah, I take. I don't like Watcher anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> ripoff. So we have that uh, that moment of tension, but she doesn't give in, which I was really impressed with. Kate, she pours she pours herself a glass, but then she dumps that in the sink. It's alcohol it. abuse, man. <laughs> she she dumps the uh, what a waste. <laughs> so we could we could use that. The, the husband's drinking that. some wine later, though. I'm like, where did he get that? Do you find a secret stash that she had from he, before? He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> John, don't give a fuck. Then it's somehow brought to the attention of John, and I believe it's Kate's therapist, that there's a bottle of wine lying around that supposedly Kate had purchased. So it makes Kate look like a wino. Didn't she dump it all, though? She dumped one bottle. The one bottle she opened, she dumped, and she held oh. on to the other one, which is w- the one that they find. So that's what he was mostly. drinking later, probably. Yeah, it's like... Oh, okay. It's yeah. not a plot hole anymore. We, we this out. movie's still way better than Watcher. <laughs> <laughs> then we get another pretty great scene at the school with some oh. shenanigans here where, um, well, Max is in the car... Kate goes out because the little shit Dan Dan drops his books and Esther goes out and takes the Esther. I think she puts the car in neutral because the car's on a hill. Right. And it then proceeds to roll backwards. But I think also Esther set up Daniel with his books. Oh, did she? I want to put it past a little bitch because um, Kate runs out. And she's like, I don't understand. This is a brand new backpack. Like, your books shouldn't be falling out because the books fall out of his backpack. She really set that up. She just knew Kate would come out, you know. <laughs> I think she did. I think she's freaking crazy. But I like I like how it's shot, too. Like, there's, like, one part where you just see the camera, like, circle around in the car. Um, so it must have had some kind of CGI, but it looks pretty cool. You you had these other because you don't want to put this little real girl in danger. No, but I do I do like uh, how you, you know you had these other cars turning into the parking lot. Like they might hit this car that Max is in. Right, you're she, like she ends up being okay. So just another thing to make Kate look like a piece of shit. Yes, because now everyone's like, Kate's about to blame Esther, and everyone's like. Sure, it's not you just being a little dropping your kids off. <laughs> sure. Going back to that um, that park scene where mm-hmm. John's kind of flirting with um, that whore. That whore. She obviously <laughs> wanted it too. But. And and John was very respectful and said, "Yeah, maybe Kate and I can help you." Give that me, was good. Yeah, that was a good save on his part. That was that was John being a good guy, but. Not too long after that scene, we learn that John may have had some infidelity issues. And I kind of like how they have this. Um, I mean, this was earlier on, but I like how they had this little banter where they start talking about their problems. It, and it just makes this couple seem that more more realistic where John's saying, like, you're coming at me. And that I, was a good scene. Yeah, I really I like that because uh He's telling Kate, like, look, this happened to me, and, it, and like, I just want to let you know. And then Kate's frustrated with him for it. She's like, why didn't you just tell me? We could have, like, laughed about it. Like, yeah. But then he's also like, you know, well, what about all your shit, basically? Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. like, really? That's not the same thing, you know? It's complex. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, I like uh, getting down and dirty with our main characters and getting to know like the ins and outs. When you get those kind of relationship scenes and it yeah. feels real. Exactly. So. But then we get like another good scene. It's kind of like the standoff where I think Kate goes in her room to investigate or whatever. And the light turns on and Oscar's sitting there like, Hmm, Hey bitch, basically. 
Um, she's like, we're way past that or something like that for mm-hmm. whatever Kate says. And she she's a little cunt, uh, basically. And you're just so like, you're like so frustrated for Kate. Mm-hmm. This like she pretty much is revealing herself in this scene. Like, you know, I know you know what's up, but uh, like I know you know something, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm I'm here to stay. Esther's like, that's my man. <laughs> Deal with it. But she calls the the mental institution that's in the back of the Esther's Bible, right? And she finds out that, or I don't know if she even puts it fully together yet. Well, for, first she. First, she thinks it's an orphanage. First, she thinks the Bible is from an orphanage, and then she's she calls them up. She's like, "Yeah, like we we adopted this girl from you guys, and you guys they find they find someone who speaks English, and they're like, no. <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, like we have someone from you.' She's like, "No, this isn't an orphanage. This is a mental institution." <laughs> and that's when it starts clicking for her. Checks out. <laughs> and this is when shit starts to get real. We have uh, the Treehouse of Horror. The Treehouse of Horror. I love that Simpsons reference. <laughs> <laughs> Esther decides to just burn the treehouse down with all the evidence. I mean, in there, there had to be a set piece on the treehouse. It's there. They've never really mastered CGI fire completely. So there's some iffy shots, but, you know, Dan almost died, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he had what's coming to him. <laughs> Twice he almost dies. <laughs> First, he almost had his little pecker cut off, and now. Poor no. treehouse. I love how she's just the way she around maniacally too. It's her evil little smile. Yeah. She's so pleased with herself. Mm-hmm. But even after this, John still doesn't believe anything's <laughs> up. No, Esther's fine. She's girls being girls, you know. Girls will be girls. It's like there's so much crazy stuff that's happened, and it's just it's ridiculous. And then it. <laughs> do a shot people it always goes back to scream four for some reason <laughs> she pulls a jill roberts or jill roberts pulled an esther because that was before this like esther's like no i'm gonna finish this job and <laughs> goes in the room she doesn't give a fuck and starts like strangling him with a pillow <laughs> it's crazy it's poor kid poor daniel we take back all the negative things justice for dan Hashtag no justice for John, though. Yeah, John deserves everything he gets. I I really liked um, a little earlier, right after the fire, how Esther was about to finish off Daniel because he, he jumps off from, like, the roof right. of the treehouse. She, and she takes the rock like she did with the pigeon. Good callback. Yep, and she's about to swish his head in, and then Max just completely steps in and stops her. I thought yes. that was awesome for I, Max. I like that they gave Max a couple moments in this movie, because like, she could have just been like a prop, you mm-hmm. know, getting used by Esther, like not having any agency of her own for mm-hmm. this young child. But she gets some moments to be like, no, and, you know, fight back, which yeah. I thought was good. Yeah, I like that. And the mom slapping her... It's both one of those scenes where it's both satisfying because you love to see Kate slap the shit out of Esther. Uh-huh. At the same time, you're like, fuck, because, you know, there's people around in this hospital. Yep. This is always the scene in these movies where, you know, you're really making yourself look bad. Everyone, and that's what Esther wants. Yep. Everyone just saw you do this to this girl and you're done. Crazy part, too, in this scene was that Esther almost succeeded in finishing off Daniel. Like They called a code on him. This movie would have really had balls if they went there. Maybe it would have been a little too dark. <laughs> but we get Esther and John alone at home at last. She's ready to make her move. Ready to make her move. She's um got her little black dress on, got this, her makeup done up. This was questionable. Like I was I felt concerned watching this scene. It's yucky. Yeah. I mean it's less yucky after but it's still yucky. It's still a little, yeah. Because it's still a young actress playing the role. Yeah, I didn't know how old she was here. She looks pretty small. She's pretty short. Like, I'm all, I'm all about short King Spring, but I don't know about. Right. I mean, I give them credit for going there. Yeah. You know, Esther's thirsty for that daddy. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's trying to get with John. And I, I kind of like how, from John's perspective, you know, he's not totally dismissing it. But he's not totally on board with it at all. 
And they kind of show it like that he's a little tipsy because he just had some of that wine. You know, he's so he's kind of out of it. He doesn't really know 100 percent what's happening right now. Right. They did a good job of showing his perspective. Yeah. But luckily, he doesn't give in to the little seductress bitch. Nope. Uh, <laughs> John's smarter than that. But not smart enough to not get stabbed to death. <laughs> he is not that smart. No. Um, but here we get Kate waking up to a phone call. And this is when we get the big reveal from some guy from a I don't know, mental institution, I guess. I think so, yeah. Um, that Esther is actually a 33-year-old woman with dwarfism. Some type of dwarfism. So, I mean, she's legal, John. <laughs> John, you missed your chance. <laughs> but not only is she legal, but she was one of the most violent patients. That checks out, too. At the <laughs> mental facility. And she has all these scars from being in a straitjacket. I did like that. And then we see her take off her choker, yep. her little wrist things. I don't know if I completely buy that she would have gone this long without the mom at least seeing her making, you know, going this long without seeing her neck yeah. or anything, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do like this twist. It's good, mm-hmm. but it's not like the best twist I've ever seen. And I think maybe the execution could have been a little bit better. Maybe like the phone call was a little too cash. I don't know. Maybe that could have been like a little bit more dramatic. It could have been a little more build up to the the final phone call. Exactly. The only thing they really had is uh, when Kate first slaps Esther, we see missed call on Kate's phone and that was it. And then we kind of know Kate's been working to, Try to figure out Esther's true identity, mm-hmm. but it's you're not gonna really get where she, how far she got into that investigation by just seeing a missed phone call on her iPhone. Right. So if they had built yeah, that up some, a little bit better, there was just like it's not terrible by any means. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, something was a little lacking where I think it could have landed a little bit better. Yeah. But it's still a good twist. Mm-hmm. So, and it makes me feel better that she's 33, hitting out in the sky at least too. <laughs> I think John has this big revelation where he goes into her room and sees all the paintings with the black light. And, oh, well, thank God nobody's seen it before with the black light on. There's all this disturbing imagery that she drew. And I, I, I'm on board with it 1,000%. Yeah, visually it's very, very cool. And then Kate's, like, racing home, and John gets stabbed, finally. So many times. Many, many times. Poor John. No. <laughs> I was hoping he was going to, they were going to have no. a happy, happy ending. Are you kidding me? No, I really was like thinking like, oh, wow. He like, sucks. He's, I mean, he's not great, but I was hoping like he would realize the error of his ways and he would, you know, oh, I'm sorry, Kate. You were nah, right. we need to dump this body count. We can't just have the nun. Uh, <laughs> sorry, John. We got to lose some people here. We could have lost the, the son too. I wouldn't have cared. Um. <laughs> Just have her go on a massacre. I guess it's ambiguous if the son lives or not. <laughs> he could have died. We just didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> but she gets home. Like it's, she crashes into her house, which was cool. You know, that poor nice house though. Then this stuff goes on a little bit too long. Like her walking around the house. Like mm-hmm. I see they're trying to build up the tension, but they just cut like one two minutes from it. Yeah, you this, know, this final fight scene. Yeah. But the fight, the fight stuff itself is fun, and mm-hmm. I do like when the mom like goes into the bedroom and like Esther had like the candles and like I think like a rose or something on the bed, and she's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but I do like the scene where Esther is in like the greenhouse area, and the mom is up on the glass. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the mom's like, "Fuck it," and like jumps through the glass <laughs> right on top of Esther. Boom! Knocks her out. Get her, Kate. Come on. But then this part was a little a little extra for me right after where we think we have, you know, Kate and Max walking through the woods. Everything's fine. Well, they didn't shoot her in the head. You know what happens when they don't shoot her in the head? No one ever finishes anyone off. That's that's a huge issue. (laughs) The filmmaker said, we are determined to make this over two hours. We're not ending here, Matt. We we need another (laughs) seven minutes of footage. Um, You know, it's just. I'm glad they extended this, though, because, like, her just jumping on her 
but wouldn't have been <laughs> enough. You need you need something, and you need to have Chekhov's pond, frozen pond or lake, whatever it is, the pond, right? Yes. Come into play. So Esther's not dead. There's a fight scene. I do like again. This they let Max have a little bit of action in here too, which mm-hmm. was nice. She's not just like standing off the side like most movies. And I like how Max's action was that she didn't hurt anybody on her own. She just shot the lake, right? She, yeah, she just shot the ice, so that allowed them to so f- it'll kill her mom too. Yeah, See, Max was the real psycho all along. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> At then she's like, I got away with it. Just like identity. I killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a secret um, identity sequel. Just like, um, what was it, Glass was a secret six Sense sequel? Oh, or right. Unbreakable sequel. You know all about that? Mm-mm, okay. That. You know who Bruce Willis is? Yes. Okay. That <laughs> hard. Yes. <laughs> you, just don't, you just don't know Kevin Bacon and Brandy. <laughs> and Brand- no, no Brandy. Or Moesha, her character she played. I'm, well, Moesha. Um, this underwater fight scene was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. It's pretty intense. There's some stabbing going on. and um, Of course, she has to come back for one last scare, too, jumping out. And then we get the lion. I'm not like your fucking, fucking mommy. mommy. And kicks her very dramatically. Like, her head, like, snaps all the yeah, way back. Yeah, that was aggressive. My only qualm with this lion even though I think it works better here, this was actually the same line that was in the Ring 2, like the same situation, except it was a well. We haven't seen the Ring 2 yet. It's not really worth it. But she says, I'm not your fucking mommy, and then kicks her, and she goes back into the well. And that, that came out three years before this. Oh. So it seemed a little like I've seen this before. but Seems a little unimaginative. But this movie's better than that, so I'll let it slide. <laughs> then, I mean, that's pretty much it, right? Cop show Kate up plus one. Kate, Kate, Kate plus one. One, maybe and two. One and a half. <laughs> oh um, and that is Orphan. Yeah, it was. But we don't know everything, apparently, because. We're about to get Orphan first a look. Prequel, and I love prequels so much, Matt. I love the backstories. Just like the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> this is what we need. It'll be an interesting watch. I'm going to go in with an open mind. I'll try my best. It's my my least favorite, probably my least favorite director working today. Who did it? But Ooh. It's not a, he did, not a great He did start. direct The Boy, and I did like The Boy. Okay. But I think it was more mostly because of the script and the twist at the end, which I won't spoil. But I just don't trust him. So so maybe we'll... we'll so William Brent Bell, I guess you'll never come on this podcast to be anything. Although I'd love to have you in case you're listening. I'm good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, shade. But yeah, this is, um, I'm glad I got to revisit this. Like I said, like this isn't one I'd go back to quite often. Mm-hmm. So it was good to see it again, and especially before the new one comes out. So Yeah, it's a great refresher. There was, a, I mean, a lot of the psychological stuff that Esther did to this family, like I had completely forgotten about. She's but, a menace. What, well, really, whenever, <laughs> whenever Esther I, the menace. Whenever I think of this movie, my mind immediately goes back to the treehouse burning and Kate like running out as it's burning. And that's what's ingrained in my head. I think of her hitting the nun with the hammer and the glow, like the the neon glowy thing. Mm -hmm. I always think that's interesting, though, if you ask somebody like, what's the first image you think of when you think of whatever movie? So you think of the treehouse. I think of the treehouse. Makes sense. Because for me, you, th- you think of shitty CGI. <laughs> I, I I love shitty CGI. I, I get for, you off. Because <laughs> I think um, when I would watch this when I was younger, most of the time I would turn it on to that scene, like the end of the movie. Doesn't it always seem to be the case though when a movie's on TV, it always is at the same fucking yes. part. You're like, I guess I'm never seeing the beginning or whichever part of this movie. Just this one scene. That's that's <laughs> how that's how I'm with Forrest Gump. I've never seen the beginning. I've seen like I've never seen Forrest Gump. I know that's bad. You're 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 the movie guy. Horror movies, Matt. This isn't the you're, you're drama like, stands podcast. <laughs> Like what is that oh, is that considered Lute- a drama? Lute- I know Dan people podcast? I know stuff about Forrest Gump though. People hate Jenny. Oh. Is Jenny the worst? 
I, but I also read an article defending her that Jenny isn't that bad. I don't know. I mean, okay, but, so here's the thing. Jenny maybe never uh, showed the same feelings for Forrest as Forrest had for her. But it seems like she made Forrest know about that. She used him, though, that. didn't she? she? Used, you, it, Fuck you, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> is, but, uh, but Jenny I, is the John of Forrest. But, I mean, if she at least told Forrest, like, look, I don't have this going on. She wasn't up front with him? I don't know if she was. It's been a minute. We'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. That's our week. next episode is Forrest Gump. As it and then would the sequel, be, Forrest Gump, first kill. Funny you mention sequels. What? Because what's our next episode? Oh, our next episode will be Friday the 13th Part 2. Our first real sequel? Well, we jumped right into Jaws 2, but I don't know if you want to count that. Yeah, because you never really did like the fact. This is that's our first sequel. <laughs> I guess that'll be our first sequel. We also did the remake of Friday the Thirteenth, which I guess is that its own timeline or what? Or oh no, my no, god! No, that's not that's not a sequel. That's, that's a just sequel. a remake. Just a remake. Okay. Well, well, this is our first sequel. This we'll go first, with that. This is our first sequel to an earlier episode that we've done. So, rewatch Friday the Thirteenth before our episode because I'm going to spoil so many twists. No, just kidding. It's pretty straightforward. But <laughs> just, you know, killing. Jason killing. Um, Is it Jason this time? You don't know. It could be the uh, the gardener. The <laughs> the crazy guy. The <laughs> crazy Ralph is the killer. <laughs> crazy Ralph. I would be here for that. I love Crazy Ralph. Maybe we'll do another timeline. Justice for Crazy Ralph. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you guys for listening. This has been fun. Uh, follow us on social media at Horror Stands on Insta and Twitter. Yes, Send can. us a DM. Send us any feedback or shoot us an email. Uh, we're on Gmail, Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, we actually have it. Know it right away this time. We got usually it this time. <laughs> it, it usually takes us we're half so a minute. We're so fresh now. Yeah, we got this. We, we're, we're picking up speed. What are we, 18, 17 episodes in? 18? <laughs> Wait till episode 40. This will be smooth sailing finally. <laughs> sailing just like in Jaws 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're still in therapy. There's so Sailing much. montage. So sailing montage. Oh, my God. If I ever go sailing, I'm going to immediately <laughs> think of Jaws. Uh, well, thank you, guys. Yes, thank you so much, and we'll see you for the next one. Bye.